Welcome to Aphesis Church Podcast Channel. If you're in Columbia, South Carolina area, we would love to get to know you better and for you to experience what Aphesis is all about. If you would like more information about us, please visit our website at aphesischurch.com. It is our prayer that this message truly speaks to you. God bless. that we need to do. Today is a special Sunday that I have set aside to dedicate a time of transition. Uh, as many of you have probably know or heard, or if this is the new information to you, well, welcome uh, to, to the church. But I want to talk about our youth program, our youth group, and those who lead it. Uh, we are excited for things that are happening in our youth group. I don't know about you, but how many of you can feel a tangible shift since Youth Congress uh, mid-July inside of our young people. Amen? It's incredible. Praise God. Well, we are uh, continuing uh, this move that God is going to do. Uh, it's happened, I, I think, um, I don't know the exact date. Maybe the butlers can remind me later. But I came to the butlers and I said, listen, I want to talk to you about moving out. <laughs> We'll talk about kicking you out of the position and uh, talk about the transitional process. And um, I was a youth pastor uh, many, many moons ago. And I remember uh, being in that position and the transitional process. place I was in when I moved out. And I remember it being a very difficult time for for me and my wife just because new things, you know, new things. You get comfortable sometimes in a position and you, um, and it wasn't comfortable. It's not a bad thing, but you just, you're sold out to it. And then all of a sudden you have to work somewhere else. Uh, The Butlers will be transitioning into a new ministry that we are going to be working towards building here at Aphesus Church. We're so excited about it because we've never had really a great program for our young, young kids. And so we are excited to uh, transition the butlers into children's ministry and the drummers are going to take over the youth pastoring position. And we're going to talk more about that today. I'm excited. Yes. I tell people this often. I can do, you know, three things pretty well, or I can do five things mediocre. And that's kind of how I choose to lead. Um, I, I want to make sure I do three things well, or I do those things, whatever I put my hand to, I want to make sure I'm giving it my all. Well, this church has yet to have a, a, a person and a couple uh, to really uh, put our hands to when it comes to children's ministry. We have children, and we all know that, amen? They were up and down this place, karate chopping, doing kung fu kicks, and all for Jesus, I'm sure. But we typically, once a year, we do a kids weekend, and we do our best to bring in a children's evangelist, and we have, uh, we let them take over the whole weekend, and we have a special service on Friday, we do a fun event on Saturday, and then we let them take over on Sunday, we just have a great time, but we got to be more than just one, one week in a year, and so I am so excited that uh, now because of God sending forth laborers, yeah. 
Uh, that's where it starts. It's, it sends where God has commissioned a calling in our hearts and our minds to uh, put our hands to the plow and say, God, we want to work wherever you put us. And that process didn't happen overnight. It happened uh, slowly and it happened organically, but most importantly, it happened supernaturally. And it got to the place where uh, we're so grateful for the drummer family who, who uh, came into our church at the right time and, and got sold out to the vision of the youth group and, and allowed God to speak into their hearts and a calling was birthed and all these things began to happen and transpire that they are now uh, feeling that. And we've been, uh, I don't know if you know this, but they have been so greatly involved in youth leadership uh, this year. And it, we're trying to have uh, a transition that feels as seamless as possible. And so today, starting today, we are officially retiring the Butler family from youth pastorship. And we're welcoming the drummers as our new youth pastors. And so for that, I want to ask the, both these couples to come up and sit up here. Here on this platform. I've not warned them. So uh, today I am going to um, preach to them, if that's all right. <laughs> I'm going to turn with you. I'm going to see how you guys like things from here. Butlers, if you could put over here, drummers over here, that'd be great. Praise God. Well, let me, um, we're going to break this up in a few things. But I, I really want to talk to you both, uh, couples, about the power in transition. I don't really have an opening text, but I'm going to go through some text pretty quickly because there is so much power in transition if we do it right. And I want us to understand that it is a natural thing. Whether you like it or not, transitions happen to everybody. I, I, I know that for a fact simply because my body's achy today because I went on a long extended hike yesterday and, and something that I could have done in my sleep in my 20s. But the transitional process my body's telling me is like you, don't, you can't do that no more. You're, you're going to feel certain things. Just like the seasonal change, we are, are going through a transitional process of having smoking hot weather and we're transitioning into smoking hot pumpkins lattes, right? That's the transition we're going into. We, we, have, we see transitions all the time in, in this, the way the leaves change and seasons change. We, we see all that, and that's natural, and God made it that way, and not, not just by accident. It also speaks to how leadership needs to treat transitions as well. As you notice, every seasonal change, it's not abruptness. It's not one moment it is 90, the next moment it's 40 degrees. It is a process that moves quietly and slowly, and then all of a sudden you're now in a new season. We've done our best to do that. We've done our best throughout the summer, throughout even pre-summer, talking about that and, and, and asking the drummers to step up more and be involved in more service planning and more service leading. We've asked you guys to take more of a back seat in that process and, and allow that stuff to naturally go. We've, we've developed those, those moments where the transition has been hopefully seamless. But there comes a time where you know, hey, I'm not in summer no more. I'm now in a new season. And today that's exactly what we're doing. There is a really cool art um, technique called ombre. Anyone know what ombre is? Ombres is the process of a color phasing to another color slowly. And really, 
the greatest artist of all developed it in the beginning of his day and at the end of his day and probably mostly at the end. We see it in a picture like this when the sun is setting and the natural colors begin to change. The ombre begins to start with a dark hue of red but it transitions into a darkness, into a blueness and we see that and we pass by it every day not realizing it that God has made this available and so that's what this is about today. It's about being in a perfect transition that God has completely ordained and he's put before us today. I do want to talk really primarily that there are three attributes or I should say qualities that we find in transition. And I'm going to bring three transitional individuals and processes we find in scripture. The first one we know is in Deuteronomy chapter 34. I'm going to read uh, the first several verses. Deuteronomy 34 verse 1, And Moses went up from the plains of Moab unto the mountains of Nebo to the top of Pisgah that is over against Jericho. And the Lord showed him all the land of Gilead unto Dan, and all Naphtali, and the land of Ephraim, and of Manasseh, and the land of Judah, unto the uttermost sea, and the south and the plain of the valley of Jericho, the city of palm trees unto Zor. And this is pretty powerful. And the Lord said unto him, This is the land which I swear unto Abraham, unto Isaac, and unto Jacob, saying, I will give it unto thy seed. And I have caused thee to see it with thine own eyes. <laughs> but thou shalt not go over thither. That's rough. <laughs> hey, I want to show you the goodness and the promises that I have birthed all the way back from Abraham. I, wanna, I want you to look at all the hardships. I want you to look at all those times you were grinding out youth services and you looked for a, a better day where you'd grow in numbers and you looked for a better day where you have more volunteers to help out in youth services, where you have musicians to join on, singers to sing, and people to help out with driving a van. All those things that you're witnessing, but this is like how God does it. It's just the way it works, where transition is this way, where it's not fun. And, and to you, I would just want to emphasize this first lesson that we see here that Moses had to go through, that Moses had to get to a place that even though he's seen all the promises, his, foots were his feet were never going to step into them. His feet were never going to be a part of that first battle, battle when they see Jericho walls fall down. He never got to witness that. He never got to witness that in the natural, I should say. He never got to be a part of that. The entire time he was fighting the oppression in Egypt and going through every single plague, there was a promise ringing in his ear that it's not always going to be days like this. That one day God's going to allow me to walk into a thing that he's promised my forefathers. But here in scripture, God does something so cold-hearted. He's like, hey, let me show you. Come up here. I'm going to put you up here really high. You see all that? Isn't that great? Isn't that awesome? You don't get to go there. Lord, that was a bit harsh, right? But here's the first lesson that we really need to grasp today is that you must find the powers to trust in God's plan in this type of transition. Even though it's not your desire for things to work out this way. And I'm not saying this or giving everyone a, a, a clue that you're fighting this transition. That's not what I'm saying. 
I'm just making the point. I've been where you're at. I've been in places where it was my turn to move on and I didn't want to do it a certain way and they did it a certain way. And I, I internally fought that and internally wondered why are we doing this? What, what, why, why are we going this route? And so I say all this it's because God's giving you a view of what can be. But at the same time, we have to trust in that process. The greatest lesson here is that Moses didn't fight back. Moses didn't whine and beg and say, God, but listen, allow me to step into those things. Allow me to just to see them through. No, Moses was for the transition. He was actually so for it that we read later in that ninth verse of that same chapter. And then Joshua, the son of none was full of the spirit of wisdom for Moses had laid his hands upon him and the children of Israel hearkened unto him and did as the Lord commanded Moses it was already such a desire for Moses to transition this authority over to somebody else heavy is the head as they say that wears the crown I know what burden feels like okay and I know what it feels like in a youth group and I know what it feels like in a whole church. And I know how, how, how strenuous it could be, how taxing it can be when you see the highs and the lows of young people, when you see them fall and falter and you see them going through things and you're trying to say, it's gonna be all right. It's gonna, we're gonna get through this. We're gonna get through this process. We're gonna, we're gonna get all through this. Just listen, listen to the hope that we have in Christ. I understand that. I feel that. I feel it today. I feel the tangibility right now as I speak to you. So I say all this without trying my hardest to weep before you. That transition is, is hard because we have to put our trust in his plan. The second thing that we learn in, in a, a transitional process that we see power in is when David transitions over to Solomon. We find it in scripture here uh, in Second Chronicles, verse 6. And to give context to this, there was a moment that David is in his, in his palace, in his kingdom. And he is having that moment where he's walking around and he's seeing the, the marble. He's seeing the, the, the drapes. He's seeing the, the wealth and the value. He's seeing what was built for his throne. And he's, he's starting to have an internal moment where he realizes that, you know what? I dwell in this incredible palace, but my God dwells in a tent right outside my door. He has this piercing moment where he's like, how can this be? I've got to build my God a house that's worthy for him to, to abide in. So he goes to God and says, God, don't you worry. I'm going to take care of this. I'm going to set you up real nice. God says, no, you're not. I'm not going to live in a house that you build just because your hands have blood on them. And David, he swallows and he's hurt. But he says to himself, well, I may not build it, but I sure can provide the things to build it. And so he goes and, he, and we read here now in 2 Chronicles 6 and 7. And it says, now it was in the heart of David, my father, to build a house for the name of the Lord God of Israel. But the Lord said to David, my father, for as much as it was in thine heart to build a house for my name, thou didst well in that it was in thine heart. Notwithstanding, thou shalt not build the house, but thy son, which shall come forth out of thy loins, he shall build the house for my name. 
And I want us to understand this because in this transition, as much as you butlers have wanted to see where you are today, like we talked about this recently, I, I, I mentioned to you, what a great way to go out because you're coming right off of Youth Congress. You're coming right off where these young kids are just on fire for God. You're seeing new callings birth. You're seeing new people get involved into the youth group. And what a, what a great moment. And that's hard to walk away from because we're just wanting to continue to see where that goes. We're wanting to have our fingerprint upon that. And we see that. But we see here that there's certain times and there's certain things. And I'm not saying you've got blood on your hands. Praise God. But I am saying this, that all the materials that you've gathered together, every youth service, every meeting, every, every piece of brick, every slab of mortar, all the wood has been for a purpose so that those behind you, those who, who will come and be your successors have something to build upon. I tell you this as I told you this not too long ago. You, you, we did not have a youth group before you guys came here. You were so vital in the construction of building culture. And for that, I thank you so much. I honor for you your time. That's it. It's good. But here's, here's the power of this transition. That the desires that we see in this, that you see in this youth group to grow to the level that you only dreamed about can only be fulfilled through them. Just as David couldn't wait to see that edifice, he never got to see it. He never got to witness it. He never got to lay a single nail inside that house. But man, did he trust that there is a fulfillment that happens when there's a, a right transition. Now all the, all the hard work of digging out culture has been done. Now it's your turn to take it over and to say, what do I do with these materials? How do I, what was, as Solomon is probably thinking, what was dad wanting for this, for this, you know, piece of gold? What was he wanting to invest that in? What was he, what was his vision? How did he, what plan did he have for the special jade? What plan did he have for the special ruby? He probably was thinking, man, when dad put that all together, what was his thoughts and what was his desire? Desires. I, I don't want to build something that doesn't fit what he desired. And I'm sure you feel that way at times. I don't want to take something over that's so foreign than what they built. I don't want to take something and change it and not stick to the blueprint that started so long ago. For that I say you don't have to. Stick to the blueprint. Stick to the facts that all the materials have been gathered. All the prayers, all the fasting, all the desire, the sacrifice has been laid down as a foundation for you to continue to build upon it. But here's how, here's how you continue to build upon it. It's the same way Solomon did as he heard his dad dying uh, and dying on his deathbed. And let's read about that, 1 Kings 2 and 1. Now the days of David drew nigh that he should die, and he charged Solomon his son, saying, I go the way of all the earth. Be thou strong, therefore, and show thyself a man. Keep the charge of the Lord thy God. Walk in his ways and keep his statutes and his commandments and his judgments and his testimonies as it is written in the law of Moses that thou mayest prosper in all that thou dost. And whithersoever thou turnest thyself, 
that the Lord may continue his word, which he spake concerning me, saying, If thy children take heed to their way to walk before me in truth with all their heart and with all their soul, there shall not fail thee, said he, a man on the throne of Israel. That was his last words to his son. So I say all this. Hear those things that they worked so hard for. Hear the desires of the butlers for wanting a place where God can make a difference. Continue that, that same lifestyle of sacrifice and obedience to God. I even go back and reread one other portion of the same text that I just read to you where he says... Um, I go all the way of the earth. Be thou strong, therefore, and show thyself a man. What? It's so simple he says that. But what he's trying to say, it's time to mature. It's time to, it's time to grow up. It's time to say, I'm no longer just a, you know, a spectator in the pews. I'm now a participant. I, I no longer have that ability to keep playing games like maybe I used to. It's time to mature and to set up. Now it also means too, I've got to be more mature than those who I lead. <laughs> and I'm telling you right now, as God's my witness, that's hard to do. Okay. I struggle with that to this day. And here's the deal. You're, there's going to come times where these young people are starving for real leadership and they're looking for someone who's not dealing with the same stuff they're dealing with. That's where mat spiritual maturity steps in and shows itself a man. So I want you to understand in this, this, this powerful transition, we see that there is fulfillment from their hopes and dreams is going to be birthed in you you're going to be able to grow that youth group that they've only dreamed about, that they've only been building the foundation of for so long and gathering the materials and praying that their God, let, let those behind us come and construct it the way we, we died for. And so I hope that we understand moving forward that we have such ability and power in transition. And the last story of transition that I want to bring to you is found in 2 Kings 2 and 9, a familiar text. And it came to pass when they were gone over that Elijah said unto Elisha, Ask what I shall do for thee before I, I be taken away from thee. And Elisha said, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. And he said, thou hast asked a hard thing. It's a hard thing. But nevertheless, thou see me when I am taken from thee. It shall be so unto thee. But if not, it shall not be so. Hmm. And it came to pass, as they still went on and talked, that behold, there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire and parted them, parted them both asunder. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. And Elisha saw it, and he cried, My father, my father, the charity of Israel, and the horsemen thereof. He saw him no more, and he took hold of his clothes and rent them into two pieces. And then he took up also the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and went back and stood by the bank of Jordan. 
I pause there for a second to make just a clear point. We typically see this text and we see that mantle. We've heard it preached. We talked about it before, not just in here, but in other places you'll hear it, that when you grab a hold of that mantle, you're going to grab a hold of that double blessing or that that double proportion. But that's not what Elisha was saying. Or Elijah was saying. Elijah said, if you see this happen, then you get what I have. Meaning this, if you can truly see their vision for what they have for this group of young people, if you can see what their hopes are, God will give you that vision and your vision. He'll give you double It's incredible. Just if you're willing to see what they've been willing to work for for so long. The best best part really is when the mantle falls and you see him rent his clothes. He rents his clothes in sorrow. It's a grieving process. You read about it all through scripture. When Job and his family's taken, he does the same thing. It's a, hard, it's a hard thing from the heart, but what he's doing is that he's, he's getting down to the most transparent self. But the beautiful thing is that you're not left naked, right? There's another mantle there. That's where he takes that mantle because this is, and I read on, this is where it gets good. Verse 14, he took the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and smote the waters and said, where is the Lord God of Elijah? And when he also had smitten the waters, they parted hither and thither and Elisha went over. And when the sons of the prophets, which were there to view at the Jericho saw him, they said, the spirit of Elijah doth rest on Elisha. And they came to meet him and bowed themselves to the ground before him. I say all that is that yes, if you can grab their vision, you'll have your vision. Okay? That's where you get the abundance. That's the power of this transition here. It's the power of abundance. You, they have a vision for kids getting the Holy Ghost. They have a vision for kids. That's awesome. They have a vision, they have a vision for kids getting Bible studies. If you can grasp that, and God will give you what the vision you guys have. But more importantly, they're also witness the fact that you're walking just like them, that you're loving just like them, that you are sacrificing sacrificial just like them all because you're carrying the mantle that they left behind here's the deal with transitions you have to leave something behind for something to pick up and I want us to know this and that as I do my best to kind of wrap this up I want us to I want to be clear you know as I say this to you that it's hard to let go (laughs) it's hard to release It's hard to trust that process, to trust in God's plan. And it's hard to imagine all the the sleepless nights I'm sure you went through praying over our young people and, and wishing this, taking the time to drive them to this rally and that rally and this conference and that conference and, 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 and not to mention you, you took your personal life and, and worked so hard, so hard. You put in extra time, extra effort to appease bosses so that you can get time off work to take young people to events. And then you said, you know what? I'm going to sacrifice vacations to take my young people, to take the group to be in the presence of God. I've been there. It's hard. I probably, I want to say two years ago, went on my first real family vacation. That's, that's the life. One day, 
we'll all get to laugh about it in eternity and say, you know what, this world is so temporal that I don't need to walk down the streets of Disney World. <laughs> I want to walk down the streets of gold with those who I worked so hard to get into the kingdom of heaven. Amen. And I'm not going against people taking vacations. We're going to have that. I'm going to enforce vacations because I believe in rest. I believe in you guys taking the time. This doesn't mean I'm going to say this. No one has, is, is going to fill those shoes. Just can't. He's the hardest working guy I know. I've, I've never met anyone like him. I know you guys probably feel it when they're out of town. You're like, there's something not working right today. The, 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 the music's off. The, the slides are off. The coffee's not made the same way. I mean, things are just weird. Because they interject themselves in every part they can to serve God. It's a lesson that we all need to take upon. But you don't, I'm not asking you to do be them. I'm asking you to be yourselves too. That's why I'm asking you to learn from that last story of transition. To take on their vision. But also be yourself. That's where the blessing of the double, double portion's at. It said, I get everything that was done before, but I also get to live as myself as the calling that God gave me. You're going to have different relationship with these young people. You're going, to, you're going to communicate with them differently than they did. It's not good or bad. It's, it's, I should say it's all good. The way you communicate is different, and that, we need to embrace that. But I do want to take this time for us to do what we read in Scripture. I want to ask that as I'm trying to close this up here, I want to take a time to pray for this transition. And I want us to pray over you guys first. And then, and then I'm going to ask the um, uh, I'm going to ask the butlers to get behind you and and put their hands upon you, just like Moses did to Joshua. And it was such a powerful moment that um, Joshua uh, he he needed that affirmation from his leader as much as he heard the voice of God calling him. And if you read Joshua chapter one, I, I had the 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 passage up there. I do, I don't need it, but. Um, I just break it down this way. If you read Joshua 1, you'll see over and over again, God says, be of good courage. Don't worry. I'm with you. And that's so vital for you guys to understand that. I, I've told you this before. I've texted you this before. God didn't make a mistake calling you to be the next leaders. He knows what you're dealing with. He, he also knows the struggle of the season right now. He understands that you have two little ones that are growing and demanding so much attention. He knows your finances. He knows all about, he knows your health issues. He knows your family dynamics that are in different states. He knows everything, but still he chose to call you. So I want you to put rest in that as God was trying to put rest in Joshua. I don't make mistakes is what he's saying. <laughs> I can take nothing and make something. That's who he is. We just got to be okay with being nothing. <laughs> okay, I'm okay with owning the fact I'm nothing. Because that's where God specializes. That's where, he, that's where he lives. That's what he does. That's what makes him God. And so uh, I want to ask 
I'm going to ask the butlers to stand, and we're going to. I'm going to also ask for our leadership to gather up here with me. We're going to pray a prayer over uh, the drummers and pray for this transition, and then we're going to also pray for the butlers because, as I mentioned before, they started. Um, building uh, the youth group from the ground up. Guess what I gave them as a gift? I gave them a, a program to build from the ground up. <laughs> How many of you love being that person at work where your boss keeps coming to you and giving you the hard things to do? Why is that? Because you proved yourself. Right. And so they proved themselves to me that I can hand things over to them, that I can trust them with processes, that they can build things from nothing. And I've seen them do that with our young people, and they're going to do it with our children's ministry, and I'm so looking forward to that. Parents, this is, what, this is what the ripple effect is going to look like. Your young kids who are wild and crazy right now are going to have some structure hearing about God and worshiping God. We're going to have worship services that are, that are just for our young kids. You're, I believe, I'm, I'm claiming it right now, you're going to hear reports of our young people getting the Holy Ghost in kids' worship services. Your kids, your kids are going to love God so much that they're going to be so excited to grow in God. And then when they mature to the youth group, they're going to be involved in a powerful youth group. And they're going to be so different than the unrestricted 12-year-olds that they used to be. I'm praying that they're going to be Holy Ghost-filled 12-year-olds coming into a youth group. And it's going to ripple through the youth group. And praise God, I pray it ripples through into the adult class. And I pray I get adults who have the Holy Ghost. Wouldn't that be amazing? Let's all stand. I want to ask my ministry to come up here. I want to ask also some elders. Dad, would you join me? Uh, Sister Smith, would you join me up here as well? Um, <clears throat> of course, our, our ministry. If you, Brother Foster, jump up here, please. Praise God. Listen, this is this is biblical. Um, Moses did it to Joshua. Okay? You can't tell me that David didn't reach over to Solomon. Said just trust in God. We see in the book of Acts, chapter six, you see the apostles come together. They lay hands on deacons. There's an impartation in this process. So I want you to be praying, God, not just help me get to this next phase, but God, equip me with the leaders that have gone before me. Equip me to deal with these things, the struggles, the, all those things. And just this is what we're asking. I'm going to ask our leaders to pray a specific prayer of impartation, to impart some wisdom and strength and some hope and all those things into you all because I, that's what you guys are going to need. Every leader needs it. Could church, would you just, just cast your hands this way and pray with us as we begin to pray together and lay hands on these wonderful couple. In the name of Jesus, we pray. My God, Jesus, I pray. Touch, oh God, their hearts and their minds. I pray, equip them in the name of Jesus. I, I pray, oh God, let a, let a double portion begin to foster. Hallelujah. I pray right now, Lord, let, let the transition bring, oh God, a fulfillment. Hallelujah. In this youth group. I pray, oh Lord, for these men. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, God, I pray, oh Lord, your spirit impart upon them wisdom and understanding. Impart upon them, oh God, long suffering and temperance. 
when dealing with young people. I pray, oh Lord, give them a sensitivity. Hallelujah. Sensitivity to the needs and the structure of young people. I pray, oh God, hallelujah. Fill them from the top of their heads to the sole of their feet with your spirit, with your power. God, bring spiritual maturity upon them in the name of Jesus, we pray. We thank you right now, mighty God. Touch them and bless them right now. We thank you, Jesus. We praise you together. Hallelujah. In your name we pray. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. In the name of Jesus. Praise God. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Lord, right now, Jesus. Right now, Jesus. Praise God. Jesus. Now we're going to ask ask for the butlers to step up. We're going to pray for them because we want to pray for them as they begin to carve out a new work in our church and help them with this and pray that God gives them the wisdom and the strength, but also gives them, if I can say it this way, the healing of the heart through this transition. I know, I know how this feels. Sometimes it, 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 you're for it, but guess what? Your heart still hurts. And so I just want, I want, I want them to have a peace that passes all understanding. Yes, right. Praise God. And I know they're for it. I know they're excited for things to happen, but I, I especially want to pray for Mama Butler over here to, to let go of the children that she's youth pastor. Praise God. Let's pray for them right now. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Mighty God, I pray touch right now and strengthen. I pray, oh God, equip them. Jesus in a special way. God, I thank you, God, for these servants. I thank you, God, for what they've done. Oh, if you could just go ahead, speak those words. Well done, thou good and faithful servants. I thank you, God, for what you've done. I thank you, God, for the work that you put forth. I pray right now, God, equip them with wisdom and understanding. God, I pray, give them strength as they move forward. A peace right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Give them a rest and a hope. God. Help them to see the fulfillment. Help them, oh Lord, put their trust in your plan. Hallelujah. Strengthen them, God. We thank you, God, for their hearts. We thank you, God, for their servant hearts. Hallelujah. We praise you, God, for these laborers. My God, I pray, bless them. We thank you together. In your name we pray. Hallelujah. In your name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Praise God. Jesus' name. Praise God. Right now, Praise God. Praise God. Awesome. 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 That's it. Give God some praise. Hallelujah. Thank Him for what He's doing. Hallelujah. We thank you. Oh, yes. Thank you. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Well, I'm going to ask you now one more time to be seated. I'm just going to ask for the butlers to remain up here. The drummers, you can be seated. Praise God. Hallelujah. I can't let you all get away without thanking you better. And so I'm going to ask my wife to bring that that basket if you can we have a a, a little a little basket to thank you all and uh, there's a few items in there that hopefully it appeases you and appeases you and um, it's just a a little token from our church we've had um, several members uh, give and we also had um, 
We've had our young people write specific cards of thank you to you to each of you, and and so um, you guys can cry about that later. <coughs> All that good stuff. <laughs> there you go. You can hold get, hold let, hold the flowers here. Uh, here, let me see that that basket. Let's let's look over this basket. You got a Hobby Lobby gift card in there. You got a uh, TJ Maxx, a Marshalls, a Start and Ollies. We've got a Dave's Hot Chicken. I went and got that for you personally. Um, Academy Sports, all sorts of goodies. I'll let you hold this as well. Praise God. Now, when you transition into where you're going, really you're leaving who you used to be. And so you have to give up, you know, the atypical youth pastor khaki jacket. Okay. <laughs> I did buy it. It just so happened you wore it. Perfect timing. But if you know, like, the perfect picture of a youth pastor, it's jeans and a khaki jacket. You're going to have to have a new jacket. Okay. That's your new jacket that you're going to have to wear uh, in your retirement. You're also going to change the, the vehicle you drive because you used to uh, drive the church van. All right. And you can't drive the church van anymore because we're taking that position. So we're going to give you a different vehicle if they can bring that in. Um, it's a bigger vehicle. It takes time to get in here. So for years, because you've been my friend, uh, we've went on enough trip. Thank you so much. This is your new ride, by the way. Okay. You're trading in that, and there's, a, there's actually a seat that comes with it. I actually have a paddle, too. You've got to paddle it. But, uh, you know, I, I, we want to say thank you so much, and um, we are so grateful to you, too, and so honored. Let's all stand. I want to I ask them. One more time uh, for a church just to give you another thank you. And uh, a thank you from the heart. Will you thank the Butlers for being so wonderful? Praise God. I, for years, for years, this is what I heard from Brother Ryan. He said, um, if I get promoted this year, Julianne says I can get one of these. He just got promoted. <laughs> so I, I want you to have a good time um, just living in this transitional period. But we get to work soon. And we're going to get to work uh, for all these little ones. We've, we're going to be doing some construction work over here at our next unit, trying to open that up. These are just things to come, just throwing out some vision. Our goal is to uh, make that a space that we can open up and close off, make it uh, that we can still have our, our Sunday school classes, but open it up to where we can have kids' worship services back there. So we are so excited for things to come. Praise God. I want to close in prayer. Would you go ahead and bow with me together? 
together. God, thank you again. Thank you, thank you for loving us. Thank you, Lord, for sending laborers. God, I can't thank you enough. Lord, I, I see you doing a new thing. I see you, God, your hand upon us. I see, oh Lord, the transition in process. I, I see a spiritual ombre, God, that it, it looks so beautiful and so, so wonderful, Lord, what you're doing inside of our leadership. God, I pray, bless this church, Lord. I thank you, God, for what you're doing. Bring us back here at the appointed time. We give you thanks. We give you honor. In your name we pray, in Jesus' name, amen, amen. Clap your hands one more time to God. If you were encouraged by this message and you would like to connect with Ephesus Church or you would like to get in contact with the leadership of this church, please visit EphesusChurch.com. Thank you for being a part of 